Hello, and welcome to The Art of Existing, with me, Emma Kavetna, and today I am joined by my best friend, James O'Connor. Hello. <laughs> James actually joined us on the podcast almost a year ago, in, when it was originally known as Wild Creative. This was in season one, episode five or something like that. I'll link it below. Um, and that was a little bit more of a formal-ish talk. A little more interviewee, sort of, but today it's just really chill, conversational. We are sitting in my, in the middle of being renovated shed, which I'm turning into a studio, slash arts place, space, slash writing space, slash ritual space, and we're just chilling, and we're going to talk about some things that we've learned and done this week. He's been visiting me here in Nova Scotia, from Ontario, and yeah, let's get into all the cool things that we've been up to. Let's do it. <laughs> so one of the big things we did was, well, we spent a lot of time in this shed, this halfway done shed. There's still insta insulation. There's no drywall yet, but we're using the space still. And a lot of things that we've done in here is things like tarot, art, and most importantly, we've gotten high. <laughs> we've gotten high in here to unlock, you know, spiritual things and development and you're actually pretty you know good at that <laughs> that's a thing you've been doing a lot of recently with like weed and mushrooms yeah so i want to talk about about that so why yeah tell us your experiences of using psychedelics and weed and all that kind of stuff to yeah develop yourself spiritually well last year when emma and i got together it was kind of my first experience in taking psychedelics <laughs> uh, but I've always been a spiritual person. Um, and I think something about that experience opened up a connection for me where I entered into this new space with myself. And one of the ways I've been describing that is like, it's reconnected to me to the I, mm -hmm. like the me, the I, like the ego, the yes, who I am. Yeah. Uh, but when everything else falls away, who is that person that still remains? Uh, so from since then, I was interested in seeing if like weed or uh, eventually I wanted to make my way to mushrooms, which I ended up making my way to mushrooms. <laughs> which you did, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and seeing how they were similar or different. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And... I've only done mushrooms once and it was not good, <laughs> but that was, there was a lot of reasons why that happened. It was like not the right time, not the right place. And I didn't really realize what I was getting into when I took them. So like I wasn't prepared. Like I didn't know. It really caught me off guard, but when it was insane, it was super overwhelming. And I had the overwhelming sense of like that I could have gone higher or connected to like whatever else is kind of out there. Um, like, like even my, just myself. But my, I was so scared of doing that because I was so overwhelmed by that feeling of going high that I was like constantly trying to get grounded and like I kept touching the earth and mm. kept like, touching everything around me. I was just like reminding myself like, no, you're here on the beach. You're here on the beach. You're not. It's actually really interesting because today yeah. when I did the energy work on you, I felt mm. like you were too grounded. Oh my God, really? That was the feeling. Yeah. And so I don't know if that, this was because I almost was thinking about an alternative of you being like an air sign or like having yeah. this like air way of like, just f like floating through life. Yeah. But that didn't seem like you, you were grounded to life. And I so this is interesting that you say it and now listening to it through this context. Cause it's like, right. 
it was trying to raise you up to some other space and you're like, oh no, this is getting me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I want to be here on the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and like that's kind of connects to what we've talked a bit about with astrology and how we kind of have figured out or we think that the 12th house is the core of who you are. Um, and we can talk about your take on that in a second, but yeah. for me, my, t- my 12th house is ruled by Taurus, which is one of them is a fixed earth sign. It's one of the most grounded, like earthy, earthiest signs. Um, and at my very core, maybe that really is who I am. It's just like a really earthy down to earth per- person, which I have been commented on before by people. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that like you're mentioning that with the energy work and how you already, you sensed that already. And then how it was uh, with me doing magic mushrooms was like, oh my God, I just need to stay grounded. Like that's way too much for me. That's way too high up <laughs> and mm. it's too scary, the feeling, but yeah. And yet your core, your 12th house is cancer. So like this, the sign of cancer, which is the water um, symbol, I believe it's the cardinal water sign. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the mother sign, the the care, the most nurturing, caring uh, sign. And so why, why do you feel like cancer is your core or how did you arrive at that? Because that idea came from you. <laughs> I know. Well, I had smoked weed with a friend and we were mm-hmm. talking about astrology. And I had this feeling that the houses were almost like the first house was you most like present. This is who you are right now. And yeah. that like every house that passes earlier, like your second house, your third house, your fourth house. Yeah. It's all like who you were in a past life. That mm-hmm. was the feeling I had. Uh but I had an even stronger feeling, though, that who you, what the 12th house represented was, like, who you are at your core. Mm. But I was saying it, like, there's, I think one of the things that I've kind of started to discover with mushrooms is that there's a me here, and mm. then there's, like, a me second removed, and mm. then there's a me three times removed, and there's a me, like, four times removed, yes. and they're all, like, somehow connected to this me here. Mm-hmm. And so that one that's like at the core of me is this like really deep water sign, like very sensitive, able to mm-hmm. hold a lot of space. Uh, but then the unfortunate side is being finding yourself stuck in the shadow for a little bit too, yeah, because like, that's almost a comfort zone, right? You're thinking of like zone. the cancer crab. They're able to live in immense pressure because under immense pressure because mm-hmm. they have a shell. Right. A but, hard outer shell that they've created. But inside they're very soft and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that that do yeah, I do feel that could definitely like that is you. That resonates for you a lot. And then the other side of that is what is your baby sign? Like what's the energy right. that you're like moving into? And for me it's Leo. So for me I found it so interesting because my twelfth house is ruled by cancer and that's the moon. Mm-hmm. And then the baby sign for me is Leo and the sun. So it's such a dichotomy, wow. like such a difference. Okay. I didn't real, I didn't connect that before, like when we've talked before. Cause so you're, you're Leo rising mm-hmm. and you're saying that that's like your, your baby sign that you're moving into. And, yeah. Like I'm trying to move into this fun. I just want to have fun energy. There. Like I just want to be the center of attention. I just want to like everyone <laughs> to see me and I just want to like be special. Oh my God, and... Which you totally got a taste of that today, which was so awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. James performed on an open, not was an open mic. He was like a performance. It was a pride performance today. And he sang and played I guitar and stage. Paid. He got paid. He had like three or four people come up to him after and be like, Oh my God, you were so good. <laughs> Your voice and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Your Leo rising was so pleased. <laughs> yeah. But then the Cancer 12th house, and this is the, the 12th mm-hmm. house is the 
house where it has to deal with like the mysteries of life and psychic abilities, intuitive yes. abilities, also like how we heal our deepest traumas. It's all about the unseen house is mm-hmm. what it's commonly known as all the subconscious. And for me, that's in cancer, which is this like, I don't know, just such a deep sign. And mm-hmm. I, the way that I connect to it is very much in like, kind of like being in my wounds, but also I guess being super sensitive and needing to protect myself from that. So yeah. Th- yeah, for me, those are just two big energies. And yeah. knowing that I'm allowed to be both is comforting. Mm-hmm. And you're not afraid of the depths of the water, like the shadow mm-hmm. work and that kind of thing. Like you're pretty at home there. Like you- I like the thing that you said. Yeah, where yeah. we were talking about how LSD shoots you outwards, like mm-hmm. it shoots you upwards uh, into your consciousness mm-hmm. and your higher self. Like, like- higher, yes. And then mushroom shoots you inwards. And when you said that, I felt like it was uh, resonated a lot. And so some people are ready to be shot outward, but are you ready to be shot inward? Yeah. And that's a, I don't, that's more intense. Yes. (laughs) Which is why I've had some like weird experiences on mushrooms. Yes. And and, uh, that's why I think my experience was so nightmarish was because I didn't realize like what it, the the magic of the mushrooms. I I for some reason thought it was like LSD, but it's not like mm-hmm. LSD at all. It really fucks with your head. Every single thought that you think affects the trip, and it just got worse and worse and worse. It was so bad for me. It was it was like hell. I was like, oh my god, I, I'm never gonna go back to my normal life. This is it forever. This is it forever. I can't escape. And there was I fought I fought against it so hard. Like my body was fighting against it. I almost threw up. Like I I tried to. I tried to not be high so badly. And the thing you talked about earlier about how you, there's like, there's a you physical you here, and then there's a an, one level up, and then there's another you, and another you. I felt myself kind of like all of those different versions of myself when I was on, on mushrooms. It was like, I was very aware that I was on a beach high out of my mind. And I, because of that, I was just like looking at myself on the beach, like, oh my God, is she okay? Like, should I call the police? Like, is she fine? And then another part of me was like mothering me, like, you're fine. You, you can do this. Like, it's just the drugs. Like, just, it's not your mind. It's just, it's just the drugs. And then another part of me was just like, oh, she's so strong. Like, it was just like, there's all these different me's. Mm-hmm. Like, so that thing that you said, I, I felt them myself shatter into like all these different versions of me and they were all doing different things. It was really weird. <laughs> So I think a question was when we got back together, like, did mm-hmm. we want to take the ultimate leap inwards and have mushrooms together? Right. Which we ultimately decided, no, no. we weren't ready for it. Because <laughs> a month ago I had, like, a trip that did not go the way I wanted it to. A few days, a few days before mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so then we both were like, okay, well, maybe we don't want to do that while we're together in the same space. It's also kind of technically a vacation. (laughs) Yeah, like you're here to just have fun and chill. And like, what if we have a really horrible trip together and and it sucks? And But on the other side, it could have been like a very good trip. It could have been great. But but you don't want to take that chance because when you're like a few hours in and it's not going well, then it's really not good. It feels like, yeah. It's like hell. Yeah. So So then we just, we did decide then on a different drug. We did. We we decided well, on I weed. Well, I we shouldn't say the word drug because I feel like the way that I've been using <laughs> it more is plant medicine. Exactly. Uh, because the way that I use it is very much more spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I almost only use it for a spiritual purpose to re- right. to reconnect me to my like higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. And this was my first time really using weed in that way because I've had weed before, but I... Either I'm not inhaling properly or I just don't connect with it or something, but I've never really felt anything from it. But I did definitely feel something when we did it together. You taught me how to inhale properly. <laughs> that probably helped. 
Um, but I think the intent going into weed with the intention of like, I'm going to, my intention is to connect to my higher self or, or to just do art or to channel something or whatever really helped me give focus to that. And, and yeah, I, I was, I was really shocked, I think at myself that I was able to feel things and do things after having the weed and mm-hmm. um we even did art we did tarot and so yeah like what when you pull when you're high on weed and your intention is like a spiritual thing how do you how do you know what to do next it's just going off a of feeling or like you you're ultimately trying to get high what do you, okay what is high for you <laughs> yeah well i have that original lsd trip which i i feel like i compare it up against Mm -hmm. and I was smoking uh weed with a friend and she was more experienced than I was and Mm -hmm. I think like you can take one puff two puff and you kind of get this body high and it feels really nice and you can start to like relax and you get really giggly and Mm -hmm. uh which is maybe where a lot of people stop or that's kind of like how happy they are like that's why they're using it they're using it to de-stress or just relax yeah to kind of avoid hang out yeah, yeah. <laughs> avoid feeling and thinking things yeah or, yeah for sure uh but then i kind of found myself uh i was wanting to take more and more and then there was that moment where all of a sudden my heart started to beat really fast mm-hmm. and then my focus all of a sudden shifted and like my attention was just like drawn in specifically to the person who i was with mm-hmm. and then i immediately had the thought like you're here you made it uh and mm-hmm it's like the colors of the world are a little bit different mm-hmm. and everything just feels a little bit different. And all of a sudden it's not just me, uh, the way that I know myself in my day to day, it's like, a m- connecting to myself on another level. Yeah. So that's when I know that I'm there, that I've made it. Mm-hmm. And some days it's easier to get there than others. Sometimes I'll have to like do additional meditation to yeah. feel like like raise my consciousness a little bit higher. Right. Uh, or sometimes it helps too to like have someone w- with where then you're focusing on uh, talking and pulling cards and stuff. And then eventually I'll just start to like yeah rise up a little bit more. Right. But then once I'm there, I guess I just kind of follow my intuition and what I want to do next. And I like to play mm-hmm. like heart chakra play. music. <laughs> play is a big word that came up this week yeah yeah playing the music in the background helped a lot for me and then we talked about play like actual play and how we don't play enough in mm. life and yeah i really got the sense when i was with you that you were just playing like it like you had your art you and then you're writing poetry in your computer and then you'd switch back to the art for a bit and then you'd like lie down and listen to the music it was just very intuitive mm-hmm. yeah i think that's for me is connected to this like the baby first house energy of leo like uh playing is a way for me it's the easiest way for me to like realize who i am yeah does that make sense yes i think so yes (laughs) well because play has such an element of curiosity and that brings the unexpected Mm -hmm. so of course you're going to discover things when you're curious mm-hmm. i think more people should be curious especially about themselves yeah because i'm coming out of my saturn return mm-hmm. which i think is self-professed i haven't like had anyone tell me that that's happened but <laughs> it's <laughs> it was definitely a few years happening. ago that someone told me that i was going into it so i'm like i think it's it, done it definitely happens around <laughs> age 27 or 28 and that you're and I'm or 29 and, and you're turning 30 so yeah. yes meet like same here so 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going into this next phase of my life. And I think that the phase up until this point, like say the last like 14 years Mm -hmm. has been me not connected to that sense of like light playing Mm -hmm. freedom. It's been very much connected to avoiding anxiety. Yeah. Surviving. Surviving. Just getting through the day. Yeah. And a lot of this past week for you, I think, was about like letting go things. Like Mm -hmm. some shadow work even too. Like kind of shutting down the shadow work. Because you've done so much of that. For, you know, all for good reason. And like to your benefit. I feel like you definitely have evolved and changed as a person. Even as I've known you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this week we did like a a little ritual letting go of parental resentment. Mm -hmm. Uh I think that was kind of your first time doing a ritual of that sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we did was we wrote basically a letter um, to uh, our parents of anything that you want to say or, and just anything and get it out, any kind of resentment you hold or about anything. And and then we sealed them up with some with a wax seal and then you can dispose of it either i guess you could burn it or you could soak it in water in the sea and and just kind of dissolve it and just get rid of it so we were at the ocean that day and we we left ours in like a pool of seawater in the tidal zone and we actually forgot them so they're out there somewhere but that was the point they're, the whole point was to like let those words go so yeah what was that like for you well, i'm i think i'm new to the concept of magic yeah and for this to be it specifically is like a magic ritual or a spell in order to release resentment so i don't know i think that like maybe naively the idea for me of magic is like you start writing the words and then like instantly something happens right some tie gets severed and you're like liberated and it's beautiful (laughs) about a cadaver (laughs) there you go (laughs) but of course this is like so much more human than that it was mostly just me trying to be as authentic as possible Mm -hmm. in like writing the letter that I felt was needed, like what needed to be put in the letter at the time. Yeah. And I was surprised by the thoughts, which actually were the ones that were holding me back from like being able to forgive Mm -hmm. the person who caused the resentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then watching it actually dissolve in the water. Like I remember you said something like, that was cool to watch because you're like, you really kind of got it. You're like, Oh, I really, those really, those words really do don't, don't have to be seen by anybody. Like I really can just like say what I want and get it out and process that way. Cause sometimes the person who you wish you could say those things to isn't open to them or receptive or I don't know, developed enough or whatever to like, apologize or that type of thing so you're not going to get the closure that you like wish that you could get or the healing Mm -hmm. yeah to uh, to write something down with like without any intention really like it's not Mm -hmm. sent you're not sending it to anyone i guess not it's not that there's no intention behind it right the intention is not for anyone to read these words and I just maybe haven't had enough experience where I like let myself write something without that purpose. So it was right. like very freeing because I could literally write any of the thoughts that were in my mind without the idea that someone would read them and judge them. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I guess, I think I knew that there was power in it that I could really say something. Yeah. <laughs> like I could really get some words out of there uh, and I could like be a nasty person because yeah. I feel like, 
Yeah, so much of my life is to not be a nasty person. So this is like my chance. No one's going to read it. No one's going to know. <laughs> and I think that's it. Like, what if those are the emotions that are holding me back? Like, I need to f- say something nasty. Like, that's what I'm craving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was funny because this whole week has kind of been a spiritual retreat. We keep mentioning yeah, that. Yeah, yes. For both of us. And the night before, we like, I had the chance. We like, s- were drinking a whole bottle of wine. And then <laughs> I, it like made me very much like... Uh, super emotional and just like wanting to tell you all the little things (laughs) 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 and that's where I got out maybe that and we kind of mentioned maybe that's where I got a lot of my anger out and so then the next day when we were doing this ritual actually I found that it wasn't anger which was holding me back really it was like these really subtle feelings around like loneliness and me trying to avoid that and also like me not opening up and also me not knowing who I am so then really it does kind of all fall back onto me a little bit and then this is the whole game where it's like we like to blame other people and that holds us back uh but that blame is in there for a reason because we did wish that if that person was like more attentive then they could have really changed something and made my life a lot better uh but I don't know I guess you get to age 29 and go like if I want to move forward I have to forward well like here's a question for you then like let's say your parents had done the things that you wanted them to do or had supported you in the way you needed Mm -hmm. do you really think that would have avoided all the pain and hurt that you have now today yes (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) even like how you treat your own self Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like self-esteem and like just or things other people have done to you mm-hmm. um yeah wait so it's like more question uh if they had done everything right like if even i guess what i'm getting at is like even if they had done everything right is that really still enough to avoid the pains of life mm-hmm. that come with being yeah. a human and existing well this is why again i guess it's good to have these moments where we're using plant medicine because mm-hmm. you're reconnecting to your spirit self or weed we are weed is yeah yeah because a lot of those problems they went deeper they like hit me at a spiritual level Mm -hmm. at at a soul level i mean yeah and so i did need to have some like cries and Mm -hmm. along this whole talk about like you really can't change anything and and it was all there like it was like put in there from this contract that we wrote down before Mm -hmm. we even came onto this planet but like that's hard to reconcile when you're in the place where you're like extremely hurt so obviously right. i want to say or my ego wants to say if they did everything right then i would have been happy uh which is maybe what like going forward i want to do everything right for other people so that they can be mm-hmm. uh, as liberated as they can from any of these like negative experiences that they've had but that's like my own journey mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be as passionate about it unless i had <laughs> my experience with it yeah yeah and and done all this shadow work Mm -hmm. too to get to where you are yeah which you know speaking of like we kind of been talking recently about how like for you at least turning away from some shadow work and going more to the light to the sun Mm -hmm. so like what do you think the next steps are kind of for you Mm -hmm. after you after this whole week given everything that's happened like what's your um where are you headed to next Mm -hmm. well i think i i like last time I was on the podcast, I talked about the emotional guidance scale because it's something that I really like. <laughs> and the idea is that it's like a scale of 1 to 22. And from that scale, uh, you just basically see like where you are emotionally. And then the idea is that w- when you're at number one, you're at the highest you can be on this like plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And that's feeling joy. Yeah. Yeah. 
joyful, like completely in the moment, present, happy. And you've been feeling like beyond happy. some of that lately. Like you've gotten to that place mm-hmm. like a few times at least, I, I would say, like from what you've told me. I know. I don't think I'm quite at joy, but I've been saying that it feels like happiness. Like yeah. I've, I've entered into happiness. And not even when you're high, like so. No, <laughs> yeah, it was recent, like before I came here, really just like a few days before, mm-hmm. I found myself like in my living room looking out the window and just feeling content Mm -hmm. but more than happy feeling happy uh and then i think that is kind of where i'm going next is Mm. the idea is that i've been over time i've been releasing a lot of this resistance yeah and then the more resistance i release then the more present that i get uh and then i think this was like a big resistance though that needed to be released and so that it required it was more emotionally intensive uh i couldn't really ignore it it needed to be looked at i was able to to look at it but then yeah i guess the question that you're asking is like how how for how much longer am i going to be looking at it (laughs) yeah uh is there a time that you really just have to say i have to put that aside now and i have to just try to move forward but Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be i mean still it's gonna come up and maybe i'll try to have to do more of these rituals where yeah i'm like writing down and trying to move emotions because what ended up happening was when i read the letter to you i I started crying like the words that i wrote down as i was writing them down i'm like oh these don't really seem like they stem they seemed very accurate right and it felt like it was like something that my teenage version of me wanted to say right and it was very like it was it lacked uh intelligence but then when i started reading them out loud then it brought tears to my eyes and I started crying. So then I was like, yes, this is it. Like these were the words that needed to be there. Yeah. yeah. And I was happy to be able to speak them out loud. Yeah. The words are so powerful. And, and like journaling as well. Like you've said that you've gotten into journaling recently or you've been journaling more. Mm-hmm. So how's your journaling going? <laughs> it's going well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it- uh, I like it. I mean, you're, you're good at it. <laughs> I've been doing it for 20 plus years. I'm a bit yeah. of a veteran, but, <laughs> but again, it's writing words down for no one to read them. And I, it's right. a way for me to really just process things like in a way where I can then read them. Do you and really evaluate them? Cause we kind of talked about this yesterday about you were still kind of editing yourself when you're writing and you hadn't fully really quite let go. And then I was just like, Oh, I just write anything. Like I don't, I write with no intention of anybody seeing this ever. And, and nobody does, has ever seen them. Like mm-hmm. I display them on my, my, my bookcase, but they're behind a, like a glass thing. Like you can't access them easily. And they're really not for anybody. Um, they're private. And so I write un- completely unfiltered, but like you kind of said yesterday that maybe you're still working on that a little bit. Like you keep, you said something about writing. Well, I kind of like that. I think yeah. right now I'm in a place where I kind of like that the journal is a filtered experience mm-hmm. because I still have to create some, or I still have to like, uh, go at it at some level of like, this is a socially acceptable things to write down. Why? I don't know if this is like, um, it could be my Aquarius nature. Cause I don't want, I want to, I don't want to be a shitty person mm-hmm. even to just myself. Cause I, that will be crossing a line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why it was liberating for me to be a shitty person in words that would just disintegrate. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't say you're a shitty give... person, though. What? I wouldn't say you're a shitty person, though, doing that. No, I don't <laughs> think so either. <laughs> but I guess that's just like a confine that I am creating for myself. Maybe I. Right. Maybe as I do it more. But I think I have this idea in my head too, where you know, you know that like people eventually publish journals from 
people who are famous <laughs> oh my god and so then i'm so like funny. oh my god i have to write these down where if anyone publishes these journals like it's not going to be too salacious like, <laughs> that's hilarious such a leo rising <laughs> except for the thing is that people would edit journals <laughs> that's so true that are close to them so that they're like oh well, maybe we should like exclude this part <laughs> yeah but my question for you is because yeah. since you were saying that uh, like trying weed was new mm-hmm. from this more like spiritual perspective. Yeah. Uh, was it successful? Would you say that it was successful? I would say yes. Overall, like the first night, especially the second night as well. Um, but the first night was like, yeah, I was really shocked at myself of how I was able to connect and like, feel things well actually throughout the whole week except for the one day we went to the beach <laughs> when I couldn't focus and like the second the second night you kind of were saying that you felt that you couldn't quite get there like I, yes. you smoked the same amount or you smoked the amount that would like get you there but then you couldn't get there I couldn't quite get there the second night I don't know why maybe because I was too aware of what I was doing or something mm-hmm. like I don't really know was that the night we did art no no it was a different night but maybe that's something about why like the first night was oh you were saying that we because actually that was what we were watching we were listening to the kesha album so you were kind of saying maybe you got too excited about showing me and that's then you, right like, stopped focusing yeah. on your own right experience. so like my biggest struggle with pretty much anything any situation is that i'm 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 so at home being cerebral and in my head all the time that it takes a lot of effort for me to turn off my mind and just receive and like receive feeling and intuition and like uh, feel into the moment and that kind of thing and so even when I was high trying to do that um, it, it helped a lot it was like a really good catalyst I still had to really focus and like try and I just find the first night for some reason really was the most successful mm-hmm. especially when you were playing the music mm-hmm. and we like laid down and we're just listening to this like cool I don't know psychedelic listening type of something genre song i don't know what type of genre it was but it was just like an instrumental type thing and that was when i was like it's like a long electronic i think one of the playlists i pulled from is like space electronic space electronic yeah <laughs> which was really cool and mm-hmm. towards the, the climax of the song the first part of it i was really like i was just like okay we're here in the shed like blah 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 whatever and again in my head mm-hmm. and then as things went on i tried to just relax and just like listen focus on the music and then like just feel in my body and then i started to feel like my like something in my stomach like energy or something and i like swear to god i felt it go up through like up my throat up through my face and then up like out the top of my head and then i had a, i could see in my head like in, in my mind's eye these like all these white little orbs just shooting out the top of my head which then made me think of like the seventh chakra like my crown chakra opening and I was just like oh my god is that what's happening like what is that mm-hmm. um and then I started having all these weird thoughts like these down like downloads I guess about like I'm just an alien in a human body <laughs> in a human suit but I really belong out there in space and like I want to go home and it's, this isn't home <laughs> and like I feel lost it was like so bizarre um but one of the ways that I think that I'm successfully gotten to that place of high is yeah. when I feel like I'm a soul talking to a soul and I think that is kind of where we were on Monday like I was talking to you at this like cool soul, soul level, level yeah. and you were coming up with like thoughts that you wouldn't yeah. ever have no. just on like a daily conversation exactly. and uh I mean I'm used to that now uh right and I think my but then like then that was that so that experience in itself the whole alien like thoughts and things was like one thing 
And then the, the thing, the next thing that kind of shocked me was because then you started doing energy work on me, mm-hmm. which I've never had before either. And I, I was just lying there closing my eyes and I was just thinking like, again, like, I don't know if I'm going to feel anything like, like, I don't know what this even really means. Like, again, I'm so in my head so much. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I did start to feel stuff in my body. I couldn't see what you're doing because I had my eyes closed. But I felt all these little twitches all over my body, and um, I did feel, like, s- some, like, energy in my, like, gut area again, like, the sacral kind of mm-hmm. chakra area. Mm-hmm. And then my, like, throat chakra at one point, I felt like you were, like, tr- getting stuff out of there or something. Like, it was weird, and, and um, it was just, like, really interesting, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I am, am capable of, like, feeling and doing this type of thing, and, like, I- I've never been... Uh, able to like just get out of my mind so much and in my body yeah like i'm a fan of the myers-briggs personality types yeah. <laughs> and emma's personality type is an intj mm-hmm. but for women like it's an ex- it's like one of the most rare types it's like a mm, small percentage of women that. uh have that combination which like is someone who's like very much in their head and is someone who wants to have like a lot of like proof because for you it's about like if uh, you were to put it into like a statistic and then everybody more people to, were to agree with it then that means that like it's factual right uh so yeah i think you're trying to get to a place where you can like convince yourself that you can have these types of like embodied yeah. feeling experiences and right. that, that that's enough mm-hmm. or that there's like proof to it which is why it's nice to kind of go at it from that perspective because you are trying to look at it from this perspective of like okay but like what is happening <laughs> yeah like what is going on what is mm-hmm. he doing like i want the, the the sensation i got really was that james is very much in my space right now mm-hmm. i can't see what he's doing because i have my eyes closed i'm just lying here but i feel like he's really in my space and i don't know what you're doing with your hands i could see you in my mind's eye like i, I was envisioning what it felt like you were doing mm-hmm. which i don't think was what you were actually doing but the feeling i was getting it gave me a visual of what you might be doing and I just felt like you were very much in my like my aura my space or something and I was just like this is so cool because again I didn't know I could like finally get out of my head enough where I can do that and so it made me kind of think like what else can I do like can I can I really connect more with my intuition and like you know how how is spiritual development going to change now for me after this week so that was that was a really cool that was a big experience for me and that was just the first night. <laughs> so do you envision yourself doing more of this like on your own time? Yes, definitely. Like this whole week was the push I needed to just, and the permission that I needed and the validation <laughs> that I sought to just really just do this for myself. I don't need to wait for somebody to be here, like someone like James to be here with me. I don't need to wait for the shed to be finished with its renovations. Like, that's kind of one thing I was, like, using as an excuse to holding me back. Like, oh, I can't use... I don't... I have no space yet to, like, do spiritual development and, like, the things I really want to do and study and take interest in. Because um, I don't want to do it in the house because uh, I don't I don't have the space set up and my stuff everywhere, candles and all this kind of stuff. And plus, as much as I love my dog, he's very distracting. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I need to be in the shed, like at the studio to do, which is like a, for those who don't know, it's like a totally separate building from my house. It's in my backyard. So it really is like its own private space where I can totally be by myself. But now having done this with you, I really feel like I, I could see myself doing this, like trying to make it a more regular practice, mm-hmm. which is what I feel I've always been drawn to anyway. And I've just been telling myself like, no, you don't, there's no time for that. You have to be doing hustling like for work and do all this other stuff and it's not it's not worth it that's just like a luxury thing to you know that's a waste of time 
Um, and yeah, and yeah. it's like a very feminine thing. It's a very feminine to thing to do. Take time to be in a receptive mode and yeah. to like give yourself self care and to mm-hmm. like focus attention on yourself and to not really care about doing things just for the sake of doing them. And it's so worth it though because the stuff I've realized this week has been so helpful. Like we, there was one night we were talking about like our purpose or something in life and. For you, the word community came up, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And the word that came up for me was communication. Um, and that was interesting. They're both very similar words, but like obviously different. <laughs> well, it was interesting because then like the next day I was looking up the etym- etymology of yeah. them and that they do come from similar words. And uh, I feel like that does connect to some of the things that we were yes. feeling in the moment. but. Yeah, but I mean, they're very different things, though, because communication is not the same as community. Right. Uh, And yeah, it was very much in the sense of like, what are you meant to be doing? And then uh, at one point you were kind of mentioning, oh, I could be an author or maybe I'm a writer. But then we were kind of going more general than that. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe it's not about writing specifically. It's about communicating. And then communicating opens up many more avenues for you to uh, be able to exist in the world. And it doesn't it's not like one medium right and it's interesting because communication is like one of the biggest things i didn't really have growing up i was not a good communicator i shut down a lot withheld things repressed feelings repressed thoughts uh couldn't speak up i hated uh, public speaking i hated singing performing in front of people i love singing but i hated performing in front of people mm-hmm. communication has is, is such a sore point for me throughout my whole life and, you know, mm-hmm. being a kid into a teens and, and, and most of my twenties, up until recently, I've really become better communicator. Um, but it's been a huge sore point for me. So it's, I think it makes sense then that that would be something I need to go towards and like conquer in a sense. And for you, I'm just realizing now community, you kind of didn't have that growing up. You, you came out gay like later and you, what you didn't, you weren't comfortable like being yourself a lot of your life mm-hmm. and living it like a Catholic, like mm-hmm. up, upbringing and, not part of the real community that you really wanted to be part of and and f- not just like queer communities but like spiritual communities like we talked about this week of the you possibly in the future like opening like a, a community a retreat like a spiritual retreat center thing that fosters a community of people who want to spiritually develop themselves and maybe mm-hmm. co-running it with like a partner or something these are like dreams that we've been talking about this week but yeah i'm just realizing that Mm-hmm. now that we both kind of lacked those two things for each each other in our lives yeah and then having the introverted intuitive uh piece in the myers-briggs personality type i feel like it is the i see that i lack this and i see and then i see though the, like all the problems that there are without it yeah and so that now that we have enough confidence developed later in life and yeah. are, are beginning to heal from those experiences it's like okay, now I'm going to take that thing that like I feel like is really special that needs to be out there and I'm going to try to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then it's like, this is hard because <laughs> I was so hurt before when I tried to go out into the world yes. and be myself and do the thing that I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do I do that now Yeah, that I'm older? <laughs> Hopefully yeah. more 
Well, you hopefully stronger. <laughs> and like, I feel like you've been doing doing it. Like, I, I think you've been doing it. Like, what does it mean yeah. nowadays for you to be part of a community? Do you feel like you're part of a community in, in any part? Well, of I think that the way it feels more right now is that I'm finding pieces of my community, mm. but yes. there's not you one find community tribe. that's come together. Yeah, it's like I'm finding pieces of my soul family. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the dream is that we can have that more consistently uh, together. Mm-hmm. I would love to have, yeah, like a legit community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would like to be a legit good communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and just not just like communicate for the sake of communicating, but like have a message that I'm delivering to people that changes things. Yeah. So you were saying that it's important for you to have this moment where you're going more receptive because mm-hmm. then you're actually open to hearing these things where it's like, actually, no, at the heart of it, it's about communicating. That like changes everything. But if you're not letting yourself hear that, then you're going to just keep moving forward on the path that you think that you should be going on. Mm -hmm. Which isn't usually the right path. (laughs) If you don't allow yourself to like take that moment and receive, which is what I feel like. I feel like I'm going and entering into a very receptive season for me. And I've been kind of not fighting it, but just kind of like, uh, dismissing it and like undervaluing it and being like no you don't need that right now you don't need that right now that's not important um because like the whole hustle culture and like being an entrepreneur and like having your own business there's this very masculine energy that comes with that of of doing do a lot of doing which is great because you need to do shit to get shit done to make money and to survive but there's also comes a point where you like you really do have to go inward at some point and take a break and receive and just figure other things out and I feel like I'm, I'm in that phase now and this whole week just really gave me permission to just just be in that phase for fuck's sake like just stop trying to do things that you think you should be doing and again the think I think I should do this I think what do you feel like I'm really bad at asking myself what what do you feel like doing right now mm-hmm. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> it's funny because you would say that I'm I think one of the things that you say about me is that I'm like very much in my body and allowing myself to like have those moments where I'm like being very introspective. But it's, then it's very funny because like I have not developed a journaling practice at all. Like that's such a great way to be mm-hmm. introspective. Whereas on the other hand, you specifically have that tool and it's been very well developed and honed. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to serve you. Uh, but then again, I feel like it's a, a very cerebral thing still. Journaling is very say, cerebral. It's very cere- cerebral and that just comes it's always come naturally again words communication maybe that's something i've always subconsciously craved since i was eight years old or seven when i started journaling but like i would say you're still you have other ways of being introspective Mm -hmm. before you started journaling but maybe the piece for me then is that making like or or fostering an environment where my intellect is actually able to connect to my emotions Mm -hmm. and in like a positive way where I can connect them more is maybe the piece I was missing because a lot of those emotions that I was feeling were ones that were causing me to be like too angry and too mad and like unable to forgive and wanting Mm. to blame and so I need to now like engage in my intellect in a way so that I can really understand like how can I move these emotions that are oh my god and this is making me think of your Capricorn sixth house and how yeah that journaling is bringing a container a very capricorn like structured container Mm -hmm. to the water that Mm -hmm. you have just been maybe letting kind of flow everywhere like your feelings like you know and then journaling is that container yeah because then that's the cancer like my cancer cancer, which is the in the opposite house of your capricorn yeah that's so cool yeah so i and 
when you were mentioning the idea of the container and the water and like water being feminine and feminine being more chaotic Mm -hmm. not necessarily in a bad way but Mm -hmm. just Just, you know more chaotic but yes like yes the emotion was too chaotic and that night when we got drunk and i was just like cycling it wasn't really going anywhere but then Mm -hmm. i needed this container in order to yeah so yeah that's very wise emma thank you i try i'm wise (laughs) and then that's what the next day was with the whole letter that was the container yeah Mm -hmm. So I don't know, here we go. This is like a good synergy between you and I. Cause... Yeah, <laughs> we're just so good together. <laughs> it's we complement each other well. We do. Oh, that's why we've been friends for oh, well over 10 years now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so let's talk more about like the week itself and uh, some experience of you, experiences that you had that stuck with you. Like, I kind of want to talk about the fire thing. <laughs> okay. Because that was cool. <laughs> We can talk about the fire thing. Yeah, but if there's something else you want to also talk about, okay, feel free. Yeah, well, I guess like a lot of this is new for me, and in mm-hmm. a way, I really want to find a mentor for myself so that maybe I'm not feeling like I'm doing it alone. But right. uh, Emma set up a mirror, and we were set like candles up around, uh, and I was under the influence of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and when I looked into the mirror, it felt like the person who was on the other side of the mirror was like the higher version of me and they were like because it, i put my hand up to the mirror and it was almost like them like connecting to me and there's a, and there was a candle right in front of the mirror and so when i moved my hand over to the mirror and had that like moment with this higher version of myself then i felt the warmth of the candle on my hand and i could kind of move it around uh my palm and i was finding that like some places it would be more hot but I could feel the energy of the heat and it would move up my arm and it felt like uh, it it's not the normal experience you have when you put your hand over right. there because you normally just feel the feeling of heat. But I felt like there was power connected to the heat. Mm. And with astrology, we connect to the power of like all the elements and that fire has a very specific energy. Yeah. And so I was moving my hand around and then it got to this one place in my palm where it felt like I couldn't even feel the heat at all. And it was in that moment where all of a sudden Emma like exclaimed in like pain that she, and thought like she had been burned, that maybe the candle had dropped and that it fell on her leg. I was lying down and I sat up super quickly and I rubbed my leg because I thought it was on fire. Mm-hmm. But I was clearly watching that the candle hadn't fallen. Right. And it was right at that moment where <laughs> I was feeling that in my palm. And so I don't know. It was like. I don't, the energy somehow got sent from my palm to Well, you said you were like leg. trying, you were like, I'm going to try directing it or something. You, mm-hmm. s- you said you're like, oh, I was just like seeing if I could direct it. And at that moment was when I sat up and it was like right on my calf, on the outer side of my calf where, which was sort of like a foot away or two feet away actually from where the candles were. So far enough away that I wasn't, I wasn't on fire, but didn't catch fire, but I felt like a hot spot on my like calf. And mm-hmm. I, I thought I was like, oh my God, did he drop a candle? Like, am I on fire? <laughs> and then you were just like I, you, you didn't say to me i was so like of course it was like a very much an of course experience yeah. because it was like exactly in that moment where that happened and then she immediately had this reaction i was like of course that would happen right. like of course yeah and, you <laughs> and were, then she was confused by that <laughs> yeah you would you would, all you said were just like oh yeah and, I'm, and i was just like what do you mean oh yeah what are you doing and i was just and then it wasn't until the next day when you explain or later that night when you explained what you were doing and i was just like oh my god that's why oh my god that's 
wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah and it's like what a in goodness. a way like unexplainable but right. it's one of those moments where it's not just one of you having the experience no. it was both of us right having it at the same time so then it's again like what just happened what did we just and that on? never has happened before or since like what are the chances of me sitting down in that exact position like it just all of that yeah it was just crazy it was a crazy moment and then later that night i pulled some cards for you Oh my god, yeah, and I forgot. <laughs> and I pulled. I did. I. I was kind of dark because we're just in a dark shed with candles. So I. And we pulled, have different. We have like a million different decks. <laughs> yeah, he brought his. I feel like there's like fifteen. <laughs> I have decks. We have a bunch of decks here. I just. And so there's this moon witch tarot yeah, deck that I have, which I really so love, and it's like connected to the shadows feminine. Yes. Yeah. It was perfect deck, and I just pulled, grabbed it, shuffled it. I was shuffling it for forever because you were talking, and I was just shuffling, and then I just felt like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I can pull two cards. And I pulled two cards. Didn't see what they were because it was dark and there's candles. And then I finally held one like up next to the candle to look at it and it said a mirror, mirror. <laughs> and you were just like, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, because then it cemented that experience. Yeah, like that was an experience that I'm supposed thing. to like recognize as being significant. And then the other card said Freya on it. And you have been uh, encouraged in the past by um, a, a witch during a reading to that the, the, the goddess Freya which is a Norse goddess, I believe, mm -hmm. wants to, like, connect with you Yeah, she was like, there's a deity that wants to connect with you. Yeah. Uh, she's like, Freya. It's Freya. And I remember at the time, like, looking into uh, the magic, type of magic that she does. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, that, like, literally is just what I do. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah, so it was so cool. That such specific Two cards. Two cards that were very validating. <laughs> very validating and very specific to you. Yes. Came up. And uh, it was a very magical moment. Mm -hmm. So, was that the first night or second? I think it was the first night. That is making me think about because we're talking about connecting to this like feminine energy. But this mm -hmm. is like, I mean, of course, I don't have a mentor, and I'm just like seeing where this goes. But mm -hmm. uh, it almost is because uh, one of the other topics that we're interested in right now, because we're moving forward into like what we're going to be doing next, yes. is this idea of like manifestation. Oh my God. Yeah. That came up a lot this week mm -hmm. too in the cards and stuff, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. But it was almost because I like the moment that we had where we were talking about like why the witches got burned and it was like, well, because they realized how they could just manifest things and they yeah. started like creating a life that was of their own design. And then of course, like the people who are trying to keep them confined are like, no, <laughs> this is not acceptable behavior. Yeah. But it was like almost like in the moment we were just like, oh my God, of course, manifestation, like it is the secret. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. reading the book, The Secret right now. So like the, I was telling James a bit about that and I've been telling him recently how like I, I really do feel like that is a next step for me is working on or working with the law of attraction and manifestation and connecting more to my feminine side and shadow work and all that stuff. And then this week we got so many tarot cards, like the same ones repeating, came, coming up that were like ca literally called the law of attraction or manifestation or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I feel very validated that this is the next mm -hmm. step. And But it is such a powerful thing to be able to manipulate energy and um, put out energy in the world in such a way that you do get what you want back mm -hmm. to you well, of course you get <laughs> annihilated for that if you if that's very that's powerful right so do you feel like a black sheep now though that you've been like yes. getting into this more and that you it was like never <laughs> something that you i mean you were always interested you always had an interest in the occult i did but now you're actually doing it i know <laughs> and i love it <laughs> i i just yes i do feel like the black sheep kind of in my family um 
this, like, I, as far as I know, I don't have any, like, witchy, like, new-agey people in my family. I know that you kind of do, mm-hmm. which, lucky you. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this is why I, I really wish I had known my grandpa, who was from the Czech Republic, and had been able to connect, connect more to my Czech side um, and just learn more about that side of my family, my, my ancestry, because I know, like, in Bohemia and, um, the, you know, Czechoslovakia back in the day, like they they do they did have witches out there and magic mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff but i i know like next to nothing about it and i just feel i feel a bit unanchored mm-hmm. with regards to my ancestry with with regards to this type of stuff specifically like occult and magic and all that kind of stuff so i just feel well, I, I don't really mind because i'm pretty good at doing things solo anyway most of the time so i'm happy to still go down this path but i feel a bit Un- unanchored in-, in that sense but yeah but for you how do you feel about it your family's pretty alternative <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't label myself the black sheep no exactly <laughs> about it but i mean i was raised catholic so i think for me it's mostly getting to a place where like the idea of magic is not evil right yeah absolutely and and that and that was kind of one thing you were not worried about this week but you you did kind of have some like ooh, like oh my god I've never done uh, witchcraft or spells before. You were very like, because you, you know, you're very, of course, you're brought up very much against it or that kind kind of thinking. Yeah. So for you, it was very a big step, I think, like doing rituals, like the letter writing and. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, my whole family is getting more into yeah. using cards and oracle mm-hmm. cards, and we just have like aunts who are more intuitive and like, like if someone is sick then my aunt knows like she'll just call up and be like oh my god why am i feeling this like anxiety is something wrong and then the answer is usually yes and <laughs> yeah. the story is that like my grandma my mom's mom was also very intuitive and mm-hmm. she comes from a family of like four sisters which is like super witchy and right yeah oh my gosh <laughs> and then my dad has this pisces moon and then while we we're reading about that it's like well he probably had a line of women who also were very like psychic and intuitive. Mm -hmm. But again, yeah, maybe we don't have too much access, especially because we don't have as much of a connection to our lineage beyond when they moved to Canada. It like changes things. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Something I'd like to learn about more. That's for sure. But a genealogy and all that. But I think talking about that, like taking steps in a direction that is for you, that you need to go to, but that other people are saying is maybe not, I don't know, that made me think about mushrooms and mm-hmm. kind of wanting to like talk a little bit more about yeah. my experience with mushrooms. Yes, please do. And that is the end of part one of my conversation with James. If you would like to hear more about him using mushrooms um, and spirituality and a bunch of other things that we ended up talking about, please do tune in to the next episode, which is part two of my conversation with James. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it enlightening somehow for you and uh, had some good takeaways. And I do know my audio wasn't the nicest to listen to because of the scratchy sound. So again, thank you very much for sticking it out. I have put James's information and his Instagram handle and whatnot down in the description below, as well as my own, uh, as per usual. Um, But yeah, let's continue the conversation in the next episode, part two with James O'Connor. See you there.